0: Check this out. Smile though your heart is aching. Smile even though it's breaking. When there are clouds in the sky, you'll get by. Smile through the pain of sorrow. What? Smile and maybe tomorrow you'll see the sun come shining through for you. I'm expressing myself over here, dude. Light up your face with gladness. Hide every trace of sadness And although a tear is ever so near That's the time You must keep on trying Smile What's the use of crying? You'll find the life is still worthwhile You just smile, motherfucker
1: Smile
0: I wanna take things slow Put my mind in cruise control Yeah Uh Yo, get it twisted. This rap shit is mine, motherfuckers. A fucking game. Fuck what you heard. It's what you hearing. It's what you hearing. Listen. It's what you hearing. Listen. It's what you you hearing. Listen. X gon' give it to you. Fuck wait for you to get it on your own X gon' deliver to you. Knock, knock, open up the door, it's real It's a non-stop pop out and stainless steel Go hard getting busy with it But I got such a good heart That I make a motherfucker wonder if you did it Damn right, and i do it again I am like right, so I got the win. Break bread with the enemy No
1: matter how many cats I break oh bread With God. A- What a way to bring an episode <laughs> what happened you lost juice (laughs) what a way to bring in episode 33 of the cruise control man oh my god it it, there's only one way to bring it in man and that's with the one and only top one of the top hip-hop artists of all time one of the top artists of all time we're bringing it in of course episode 33 with dmx just to let y'all know right now within the first two minutes of this of this episode there's gonna be a lot of dmx talk I'm just gonna let y'all know that right now. It's two two minutes? Huh? The first two minutes? Yeah, the first two minutes of the episode. I'd say like the first hour and a half. <laughs> no, I'm so saying if you I'm don't a- like DMX. You might as well turn it off now and go to the last 30 minutes <laughs> where we're gonna do a top five of DMX songs. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's pretty much a DMX show. Like it's rest in peace. P- it's pretty much that. Yeah, rest in peace <sighs> to DMX, man. It's. At, we got the the terrible news last week and it and it it was a bad week man it, it ended the week off the wrong way and you knew we was coming with this i if y'all don't follow dave on social media this boy posted like three different Max <laughs> death quotes and all that like he posted like he posted before he even died he made a i miss you post and then after death he made I a, another i miss you post. i fired off too soon like <laughs> Uh, and People hit me up Like yo he He's not gone yet Blah 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 So I had to take that down Yeah Um But You know it, it was It was We were talking about it In the group chat And it was like It was kind of All the writing was there I mean to to Yeah We're yeah. gonna obviously Talk about what happened But It's like It didn't seem like There was a lot of Hope Yeah there, there really was Based wasn't. on how things went And um mm-hmm. But it's still shocking Nonetheless when it happens And I think, um, I mean, we're going to talk about it. Yeah, we're going to get into it. Um, I didn't even introduce ourselves for the new listeners or anybody out there. I'm Dev Cruz. To my right is my big brother, Dave Cruz. And this is episode 33 of The Cruise Control. We are going to get into a lot of DMX today. We're going to get into a lot of uh, what he's done for hip hop, what he's done just in general for the world. But before we get into all that, I want to recap, because last week we missed, but we did have a top five the week before, and that was the top five songs of our birth year, and it was 1995 versus 1990. Um, Oh, I want to clarify something real quick before we say who won. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Which was Devin. (laughs) (laughs) You voted for me. (laughs) I voted for Dev this week. Listen, I need people to be very clear. I, I didn't pick those songs. Yeah. Well, that was the top five from the to from the, bill- the Billboard charts. And we we established that though. Right. We established that. I just think people just their ears turn off once they hear garbage. Yeah, they're like, why did Dave pick any of those? Like <laughs> I, who was the one John Sineado tweet or something like that? Oh <laughs> Why would I pick that? Roxette? Yeah. <laughs> why why would I pick? I can imagine you dancing in your house to. A rock Why would song? I start any top five of mine with Madonna? So you know, I just I just said what the what the ones was, and the universe gifted me an auto loss. <laughs> That's just what it came down to. I mean, Poison was good. Yeah, Poison's cool. <laughs> Wilson Phillips. Yeah, what was the first John? Wilson Phillips, hold on. Oh, right. Can you hold? For bridesmaids. Yeah. That, I lost. I voted for Dave. Uh, like I said, take that loss on the chin. But it's cool though. I, I I did get a good amount of votes last week. I was actually surprised because Dave got votes, which is weird. Like it it, it was truly shocking to me. And, and uh, Dave, do you want to shout out your voters? Like, do you want to shout out the people who voted for you? Like, I. I, or do you just want to leave them in the dark so they don't gotta? They don't name. Yeah, them shout out friends? to Wilson Phillips, uh, Madonna. <laughs> Got two votes from them. Um, um, Shinedo Tweed or Shanaido Tweed. <laughs> shout out! Shouts out to they, them, there. Um, um Roxette, Roxette, shouts out, and um, shout out to Poisons and Bell Biv all <laughs> over the world. All the Poisons. Shout out to all the snakes. Shout out to Bell Biv and DeVoe. <laughs> and I, those were my votes I was always curious is Bell the vote? the three people like is that truly their three names yeah or, for real yeah mm, that's stupid <laughs> random fact <laughs> but no I mean, I mean it's, their music is good but Dave uh, like I said since um since this is a DMX heavy episode, I want to start the episode off with, you know, some funny stories throughout the week and, and, and just try to lighten the load because obviously we're going to get into that a little later. So before I get anything started, Dave, I know last week we talked about or the, the last episode we talked about how that gentleman in Arizona boss paid him with pennies, right? Mm-hmm. Do, do you think that's the worst it can get? Like, is that is that the worst thing that you can get paid in pennies, just oiled up pennies, trash, that's get that's on the floor, things that people just toss away? Would you say that's the worst thing you can get pay, paid in? <sighs> um, nah. I mean, it's it's annoying because who wants to have to convert all them pennies? But it is money. A penny is technically money, right? You know, what I mean, a hundred cents is good old dollar. But but let me ask you this though, Dave. Let me ask you this. Say say you quit your job tomorrow. Your employer got to give you your last check. Bitcoin. And, and they don't give you Bitcoin. They don't give you pennies. They don't even give you quarters. They pull up a quarters more than a penny. So why would you end on that? Nickels, um, ostrich eggs. I don't know. They uh, Prussian francs. Is that better? Baked goods. <laughs> Baked goods, right? You pay me in a thousand dollars worth of muffins, <laughs> assorted muffins. <laughs> I like, mm, I love <laughs> <I'm-> this job. <laughs> Thank you. Hire me back. But but listen here, Dave, instead of paying you in baked goods and brownies and all that, what if Mm -hmm. your job came up to you and they said, yo, Dave, here's a wheelbarrow full of ush bucks. Why don't you take that to the bank and cash it? (laughs) What bucks? Ush. Ush bucks. Do you know what ush bucks is, Dave? No. What do you? And can I enlighten everybody on what ush bucks is? What are you what are you referring to, dude? (laughs) So Usher, Usher, the the R&B singer Usher. Okay. Was clowned and made fun of because he paid strippers in his own money with his face on it. (laughs) Wait, (laughs) wait, 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 wait. So, is this an actual story. This so, is not- yes, this is. There's. I'll show you the pictures and all. Let me get through it. So, um, Usher's most recent trip to the strip club uh, was uh, apparently blasted and put all over social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, because he paid these strippers with his own currency, and. <laughs> So, uh, uh, um, a young lady on, on, on Twitter named Birds of Prey uh, posted, Usher was throwing fake money at a strip club to these women. And Dave, if you could see the picture right here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, it looks like an actual dollar. It looks like a $100 bill. He had a $100 bill. But it's a Usher bug. <laughs> he got his face on it. His like profile, like he's one of the presidents of the United States. He got a hundred, a twenty, and a one dollar Ush buck. <laughs> Wait, who, who who posted this? Yaya, one of the strippers. Yeah, word of, of praise. Yeah, one of the strippers. She, and what she hold on, hold on, go back up, go back up. She said, "And the money does not have a trade-in value whatsoever." Y'all don't think he should be blasted on social media for this? Yo, this boy paid an Ush buck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's, that's crazy. crazy. Peace up. A town down. <laughs> <laughs> These are my confessions. Yo, that's crazy. Usher throwing fake money so, at the strip club. So, so here's the thing, though, Dave. People didn't realize that Usher had went on social media before and did it. Put up a little photo shoot, and in that photo shoot was him wearing like a suit, him wearing like nice shoes, nice pants, carrying a clear briefcase of money. And it was Ushbucks in the briefcase. So he already had posted that he was having this money on him for the night. <laughs> and people just thought it was a joke. They didn't take the hint until they zoomed in on the picture and realized it's his face across these hundreds and across these 20s and across these ones. So people just went in on this guy. They they were saying how he's worth the ushers net worth is one hundred and eighty million he paid them an usher box. All right, we gotta get it. We gotta dive into this stuff. What happened, man? Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. All right, so. <laughs> All right, so he. Firstly, he had these printed, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had to have these printed. <laughs> Big face ushers. <laughs> the usher money canes. The is hilarious. <laughs> Was in my pocket, dog. Big face, Usher's. <laughs> Somebody say he's a psychopath. Okay, so he had these printed. Yeah. Right. Uh huh. Like, l- let me let me ask you. Put yourself in Usher's shoes. What is his rationale here? Like, how does he actually think this is okay? Well, Do you think he thinks there's real value in these in these bucks? He's gonna be no. I think he's 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 gonna get booty down. You know what I mean? I think in the strip club it's so foggy <laughs> and it's so it's so it's so musty in there that you're not really paying attention to what's thrown. I need you, I'm gonna restate the question. You're not listening. To me. <laughs> what man? <laughs> he threw us bucks knowingly. Yeah. yeah. Right, he didn't get tricked into this because he made them. They're his bucks. He took a picture with them. He posed for the for the for the John. <laughs> the picture so he in his head he thinks these have value he has to right so you think he you trying to say like he's self-centered like he's a narcissist or something like that you're trying to say but he's also a big star who's been famous for a long time so he knows Mm -hmm. like the strip club is a sacred thing where they they value their money and their time and and like did he think oh they're really gonna love these ush bucks or like does he what (laughs) I, <laughs> Dave, I truly think what went through his mind is he's gonna go through, he's gonna go through to a strip club, and he's just gonna throw money. They're not gonna know what it is. And obviously, when you throw so money, so you think he was trying to deceive? Yeah, I think that was his whole point. I think he's just being a deceiver. As rich as he is, you think he was going in there like I'm gonna throw fake money so I can save? Somebody, somebody on Twitter said this was Usher on his way home after throwing a hundred thousand dollars in Ush bucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he really ran out there with a villain villainous <laughs> laugh. It's crazy, man. Somebody said it was Usher. Oh, <laughs> He's like, damn, that's crazy, yo. It's wild. You think he was in there stunting too? He had to have been. He had to have been. Dave, th- this is what I don't get either. Usher is number five on the n- the uh, most number one hits this century. He has eight number one hits this century. This guy is worth money. He has a lot What's of songs. The century, huh? A hundred years? The since two thousand? Yeah. Okay. So I'm guessing. Yeah, because I'm looking at that list. It's like, oh, Rihanna, Katy Perry, Drake, Usher, Bruno Mars, Justin Bieber. But Bruno think Mars about, got more number one hits than Beyonce and and uh, Justin Bieber and Taylor Swift, yeah. But that's crazy though, just to think how much he's. Katy Perry got more hits than Beyonce. Yeah, that's white what, people are crazy. White, yeah, they be in the club. Do you wanna play with magic? said he was a villain in the club with the monopoly money (laughs) yo to put some ush bucks in a money cannon dude I wonder if he bought drinks with the ush bucks nah I don't know because a bartender gotta be paying paying attention to that right he you think he held it like with a curve down like so nobody could see what it was how you think he handed it no what about when they held it up to the light to see if it was real (laughs) it just said yeah yeah. (laughs) on the little line on the inside that's that's Wild man, that's crazy. What's this clip right here? Usher said this to the strippers. Uh, let's see We don't know what pintin's paying you, but if you let us go, I can make it worth you while It's gonna take a lot more than five What is this? Uh, that sir is
0: five goober dollars <laughs> legal tender at any participating goopy goober.
1: It <laughs> said they paid him in goober dollars <laughs> He really made his own money and <laughs> took it to the strip club. That's crazy. And but but th- to add to his villainous streak, he posted about it before it even going. He said, "I'm taking these Ush bucks to the to the strippy. He posted, Look at I t- this is the, this is his original Instagram post, just with a thumbs up, and it's him posing with these with this Ush bucks right before. Look at this. This he's a villain, dude. <laughs> look. Does he <laughs> And the crazy thing is like he got it wrapped like he got the paper wrapped around it like yeah, you he know, got the money band yeah. on it. <laughs> he popping bands. <laughs> bands that make a dance. Bands of Ush That's crazy. I can't I cannot believe this. Yeah, this is this is one of the more bizarre things I ever heard. Mainly because like Usher is he again, I'll say it again, he has been famous for a long time. Yeah and he got mad bread. So he actually one, he probably knows He's not, like, new to being famous and thus, you know, is making a stupid choice or something. He knows probably intimately what the strip club and adult entertainment industry is all about. These women and men, because men be strippers too, are about their money. Yeah. So he knows that. Secondly, it's like that's a status symbol to throw money. Like, usually among celebrities, especially if you got the bread, it's like, oh, I want to be the one that threw the most that night. Or I want to be the one that brought all the best dancers out. He did. So he also knows that like it's a status symbol And this guy had the bright idea To take his own money That has no value at all in the earth <laughs> Like where is an Ushbuck good? <laughs> imagine these strippers gonna buy some compra With Bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Yo that's crazy <laughs> Cause he's hungry <laughs> The only way to beat him is to sleep with him in for a little bit of bucks and his daddy. gone. on, bucks make a dance. Yeah, that's crazy. (laughs) Ushbucks, I'm making some Dave dollars. Yo, Dave, Dave, that's tough. Throw them at the strippy. (laughs) Just imagine your fat face on a hundred (laughs) dollars. Just (laughs) throwing Dave dollars all over Onyx your face take up the whole circle you know how sometimes they in the Be middle right at the world famous set it off google bar some dave dollars <laughs> i mean you got it man you got your stimulus up you got all your bread together you can get them dave dollars popping dude if Usher should do it you can do it dave and you know why you added though Why he call- what a corny name ush bucks no people named it that he didn't oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. people named it ush bucks <laughs> Like people all over social media and stuff. <laughs> Yo, don't ever bring a story like this ever again to the pie. To well, look, Dave. Look, if you, if you, uh, you know, if you, if you want, you can go to this, you know, to this club. Grab the Ush bucks. They're probably still there on the floor. You know what I mean? They ain't sweep them up yet because he threw so many. He throwing hundreds of thousands of dollars in Ush bucks. Yo, that'd be nuts. What if he threw like two million dollars and they were like, "Oh my God, Usher broke the record for." <laughs> For he money throws in a single night For money thrown in the ass threw 75 million <laughs> It's all us bucks <laughs> Just imagine them getting all happy Like <laughs> They even call their strippers from home People was at home watching Godzilla vs. Kong They like yo usher here 80 mil get down here Why now. would all strippers be watching Godzilla vs. Kong <laughs> they, have, they pulled up Didn't even put the car in park they just let the car run and they jumped out. They came in. They instantly came in and all started climbing up the pole. <laughs> there was 17 strippers on each pole and Clappers, stacked on top of each other. Clappers was playing And in Clappers the was in the front. They, they was on there like a total pole one on top of each other. All you can see was strippers face. And he's throwing uh, millions of ush bucks. <laughs> this is nuts. And This don't in the background. <laughs> strippers walk in. Peace, Peace up, A-Town. Daddy. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You <laughs> oh to this? No, he's definitely playing Daddy's Home, though. When he pulls out the big... When he pulls out that maleta for uh, bucks. <laughs> you think so? That's when Daddy's Home, come on. And they they, they ring the uh alarm.
0: <laughs> I didn't
1: even know they have an alarm at strip clubs.
0: I just want to get your attention.
1: <laughs> Thank you you. 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 you want to be all up in your
0: head.
1: Yeah.
0: what I got you going to want to get
1: some. Oh you hear Listen. that? What I got you you going to want to get some. He got the Ushbuck's, bucks, dude. Yeah. At this point when this song come on, right here, the vents are the ventilation systems opening up all Ushbuck's bucks flowing out. <laughs> I should put the I should put money in the ventilation system. <laughs> Clipper's to the front, let's go! I won't look I'm just imagining everybody said, everybody drink on me. (laughs) I'm just imagining ten strippers climbing up the same pole (laughs) like a reverse firehouse. (laughs) Like a reverse firefighter. (laughs) What if strippers are just sliding upwards on the pole? Yo, everything was the Ush bucks was circulating in the club. He paid for everybody's drink. He said, "This round is on me for the entire club." Yo, imagine the poor soul that had to check with the uh the micro the marker <laughs> to check and see it was fake. No. <laughs> had to do seventy million Ush bucks one by one. Had to hit him with the with the marker to see if it's fake. John lit right up. Yo, that's crazy. All to ush this. Bucks. Yo. Is he married? Usher? Why? Because I just wonder, like, did he... Also, did he try to do it to, like, get one of the... You know what I mean? Like, yo, oh, my God, Usher through. Seventy five million dollars tonight. I'm definitely going home with him. Right. Like did he do it for clout? Is he mentally unstable? Maybe he for maybe he forgot his real money. Maybe the real uh suitcase of money was next to the Ush Bucks money. Why would you put two suitcases of money next to each other? <laughs> one of fully fake money that no one cares about. Like who are Ush Bucks even cool to? What you mean? His kid does he have kids? Yeah, Usher got kids, yeah. Ushito Yo, he, and, um... got, he got problems, dude. Ushbuck's Usher, Yeah Ushbuck's dude And we also need to find out What he calls them If the, he didn't make that name up Then we gotta find out What he calls them Yeah well he hasn't This literally came out Like an hour ago Like people were just <laughs> Posting about it So like I had to bring it On the podcast Cause I thought it was hilarious The man's got his own money <laughs> I just wanna get your attention <laughs> Like Mr. McDowell for coming to- <laughs> The boy's got his own money <laughs> He's a prince. My son works. He's the prince of Atlanta. Oh, my God. I denounced my throne. That's wild. I still can't believe strippers was running to jump on the same pole. They was all sliding directly up it. And then it was just slithering across the ceiling. It was full of strippers, dude. Usher has so many ush bucks in there. All right, let's move on, man. What's next? <laughs> no, nah, man, I I'm, I'm happy though that Ushbucks is now a thing cuz we could save up our Ushbucks and do what 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 uh what you know Quavo's um ex girlfriend What's her name? Sweet Tea, Swati, Sweet Swahidi? I never Is it Sawidi? Swat Sweet I think it's like Sa- Sweetie. Saw Sawidi. I think it's Sweetie. The, the A is silent. Sweeties. So <laughs> Swaties. Saudi. <laughs> Saudi is like a melody. <laughs> Sweet. I know they call her sweetie, but it's not how you spell it. I think the A is sweetie. I think the A is solid. Is it like a southern twang to it? <laughs> you are so sweetie I, I don't know whatever you want to call her you are such a su- sweetie <laughs> but but there was a we were going to talk about this on one of the other episodes of the cruise control we found out that things that the story came out that it was false so we didn't end up talking about it but now right you you had came to me and you was like yo Quavo did you hear that he repoed his girl car yes and I was like yes for real and then you were like yeah and then so, you said no, nah, that was a rumor yeah so let me So we're not going to talk about that let's, let's get into to it. So we he was supposed to be re- repoing his girl's car. Didn't happen. We said let's chalk it up. But Quavo just came out with a new like snippet of a song. And then that song he says, and I quote, Little Bitty Bitch, she's slimy, she's sneaky. I'm taking back that Bentley. <laughs> he didn't even rhyme. He just said he was taking back the car. <laughs> yeah. So he rapped that he took back the car that he gave this girl. Now, last year on Christmas, for those who don't follow it, which is probably a lot of our listeners, but Quavo had gave his was this his wife or his girlfriend? I don't know what they were. They gave his uh, I'm just going to say, I think they were engaged Were they engaged, gave his go say gave his girlfriend at the time a Bentley. And the Bentley was racked out real nice, looked real good. About a few months after that, they broke up. Had some issues going on with their relationship. Quavo then reposed the car a day or two, and now he's confirmed in the song that he's took back the Bentley and reposed the car. Pettiness on on, on level 10,000, dude. I've never seen that before. Like, I've had issues with, with that in the past where I've only had one uh, girl, but I've had issues with that in the past where... Um, she wanted to take stuff away from me that she bought me and she brought back the stuff that I had had, like that I bought her. Mm-hmm. But that I just never I would never think in my wildest dreams that somebody would repo a whole car just off of pettiness, just off of a breakup. But luckily, Swahidi saved up her uh, her ush bucks because she posted on TikTok. Mm-hmm. uh Later on that day, she posted on TikTok a little video of her, and at the end of the song, at the end of the TikTok, it's her holding the Bentley keys behind her back. And then she put another video on her Instagram showing her getting into the Bentley, and it was, like, all decked out. It was a 2021 Dodge Challenger Hellcat. So it um, showed her getting into this Hellcat, all decked out, everything looked nice, everything looked good. Oh, so it's not a Bentley? Well, the second one, the second one is a is a Hellcat, is a Dodge Challenger Hellcat. The first, the one that Quavo bought her, was a Bentley. Right, but so the car that she has bought herself is not a Bentley. Right, it's a twenty twenty one Dodge Challenger. Right. Mm. So, what? That's that's just as good, right? Uh. <laughs> she, what, she bought herself a twenty twenty uh Dodge. Uh, what we got in up front? Dodge Caliber. <laughs> yeah. <The> Kia Soul, like. <laughs> <laughs> She bought herself a Bentley I'm like Oh okay I mean she probably Has enough money To buy herself a Bentley Yeah Maybe she just likes The, the, the Challenger Or whatever What is it A Dodge Charger A Dodge Challenger Yeah Dodge Damn. Challenger Hellcat Yeah she paid us bucks For that <laughs> But that's nuts that he took that. Uh, How petty do you have to be to do that? Would you, if you would, if you were this rich, Dave, and you had a girlfriend who was rich as well, would you be like, yeah, you know what, she can afford another one. I'm taking. That I mean, job put the rich stuff aside. Let's talk about this topic. Is it petty to do something like that? I thought it. I like I told you, I, it happened to me, and I thought it was very petty. Why? because i just thought it was stupid when you buy somebody if you love somebody at a point and you buy them something no take backs yeah no take backs just take your stuff i'm never going to ask for the stuff back i'm never i'm never going to do that and i promise i spent a lot of money on that past relationship i never took anything back the all the the boots the makeups the everything anything you could think of that i bought or that i put towards i never asked for any of it back so when i was asked to give it back <laughs> i was like you're not getting this back <laughs> I was just so confused, like, what's going on? Like, why? Why are we doing this right One now? One of my exes gave me a um, little Puerto Rican flag to hang from my rearview mirror, mm-hmm. and snatched it back. No, she oh, didn't. Right. No, she didn't. Yes, ripped <laughs> it right off the, the rearview mirror. A Puerto Rican flag for the for the mirror? Damelo. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> No way! I really like that flag. No way she did that. Yeah, man. That's petty. A flag? What the flag got to do with anything? She paid man us bucks for it. <laughs> she was feeling some type of way. Yo. So, that, but you're saying it's petty to do something like that? It's stupid. What if it was a significant? Like this is a Bentley. Yo, does do, that change it? No. If it's a significant to, cost. To me, to me, it doesn't. To me, it doesn't. To me, to honestly, I, I don't. I don't think it does at all. I, I have, I was, I was asked to give a TV back. That 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 uh, she had bought for me, and that she she came to the crib in a truck. Like, but uh, so ready, ready, so TV, if it costs ready. money. Why is it wrong? You had you still haven't explained to me why is it. Because at the at the end of the irrational. day, when you bought that stuff, that wasn't your that wasn't your purpose, right? When you bought that stuff, you bought your girl some boots or something. Your purpose is not. I'm gonna take that back <laughs> once once something happens. No, your purpose is is <laughs> <it's> on lease. <laughs> Right, you gonna you're not gonna Just snatch gonna the laces off the boots. You are gonna be like, I love this girl. I'm giving it to her for that reason. You know, we had good times. It might have not worked out, but I bought it for a reason at that time. And at that time, I felt like it was the right thing to do. So I'm never gonna ask for it back. So your opinion is a gift. Uh, should, when you give a gift, it should be like with no expectation for it to be returned of course it's no longer mine I'm gifting this to you yes it's your property it's now, yours forever now. and ever it's yours now do you feel the same way or are you like would you have taken the Puerto Rican flag back to- no I'm just, <laughs> I'm just curious what your head is yeah, I, I believe that if I give a gift, if I give a gift, uh-huh. it's a gift. I, it's no longer mine. Yeah. And another thing too is, King, if I give a gift, King, <laughs> if I give a gift, it's because I had the money to get it. Yeah, that's true. Like you also shouldn't be doing things where like it hurts you that much. Where that amount of money, you're trying to recoup it somehow. If the if the relationship don't work out. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And I, so I, it's I, like if you if you get a gift, the money that you spent on it, it should be. And that's a lesson in like also uh, having your own discipline where like you shouldn't be going out of your means to give somebody something. Right. If you really don't got it. So, so you, so, oh, I like the point. So you're coming from a point of where you're like, where you're basically saying like, you, you, you're, if you have, if you have the money, you get somebody a gift. Like, you shouldn't be looking at it as, dang, I was really struggling at this point and I got you this gift. Now I'm going to need it back so I can unstruggle at this. Like, you're looking at it from a money perspective rather than from like a love or yeah, like a, affection a, perspective. Yeah, and that you should have a standard of, if I'm going to get you something, it's, it, it means that I'm okay with letting go of that amount of money too. Right. It shouldn't be a hurt piece for you. Yeah. Okay. I, I did, Like, I, if Quavo was hurting for money and he's like, I need this Bentley back so I can pay my rent, that's a problem. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think he I don't think he's he's struggling with money, but No, of course him. But I'm saying like You think he got Quavo We're not talking about this no more, we're talking about in general. (laughs) You think he got Quavo dollars? Quavo pesos. Quavo francs. But no, yeah, I, I to, to be honest I, I always thought it was so it petty. is nutty it yeah is I nutty. thought it was nutty I thought it was a, a dumb thing to do and it just goes to show you that stuff happens no matter where you are. you could be millionaires like these two people are you can have so much money living in a in a, in a nice house fancy cars whatever. I wish case somebody be. would tell me that's something that they bought me that was expensive they want it back what would you do what would I, cause this like I said it happened to me and I admitted that we just we. I'll do either two things one go ahead. slap you <laughs> Or two, am reimbursing you on ush bucks. <laughs> Why do you have a plethora of ush bucks on you at the I, moment? I always keep <laughs> I always keep a couple bands of ush bucks in the tuck <laughs> at times like these. Here, take this. <laughs> Buy yourself something nice. <laughs> what if she checking it with the marker right then and there though? <laughs> <laughs> it's ush bucks. You know where to spend them? Yeah, you got to you got to uh give the ush bucks and then run away like this. <laughs> yeah, I'm not I'm not I'm not uh I'm not never giving nothing back. That's another thing. You don't she should have not gave him it back. What's he going to do? No, he reported it. Dev, you just he, he it's his car technically. His name is on it. So he could take it back, legally. Oh, well, then that's a whole different thing. You know what I mean? He bought the car for her. If there's, like, legal... And that was another thing I was going to bring up is in, what? in divorces. They do go through the process of, like, splitting up possessions usually. I do think it was his girlfriend. No, I don't think it was his wife. I know we're not... I'm not a really, like... Yeah, I don't uh, think they're divorced, but I'm saying, like, is it different... In that situation because in divorces typically that's a part of the process i think it's figuring out how you divide up your assets yeah i think that's i think that's i don't know because people i don't know i never really i felt i feel the same way i've never been married i never even been close to getting engaged but i felt the same way i felt it like it might even now that i say all that it might even be a lesson on if you're dating somebody and it's just dating getting to know you really shouldn't be investing crazy in them like, what's the most you're gonna invest on somebody, Dave? Like, you probably ch- like anywhere between 150 to 200 USH Bucks. <laughs> I like you. <laughs> Te <quiero. laughs> Max. <laughs> Ush Bucks. You know I, mean? I just want to get your attention. <laughs> I don't know. It's all about the Ushbucks, baby. (laughs) That's so stupid. Buy some colossal size Picasso's with my Ushbucks. That's that's (laughs) colossal size Picasso's. That's wild. Yeah, I, I just I, I thought I'd bring that up because I know we wanted to talk about it before and it actually came to light that he did well, <laughs> <real. That's> t- <laughs> The tweet comments to Usbucks is hilarious. <laughs> come on, man, we done another topic, man. <laughs> oh my god. Um But yeah, I thought it was a hilarious thing that happened and I thought that uh, you know, we would we we could have some fun with that. We could we could joke around with it. But um it, it is uh, it has come to that point, Dave, of the podcast. Where as we talked about earlier, we gonna, we were gonna get into it. We're gonna we got it. We gotta do it, but we want to talk about the passing of DMX. So, Camp uh, Dan, can you play slipping real quick just to get me in the mood to reminisce? Slipping? All right. This is this is this is just the Yo. the point where we at right now. Listen, DMX is a legend. This is for you, Dave. Yo, Rest in peace. To a legend, an icon. One of the greatest rappers of all time. Alright, put it up a little bit. <laughs> you keep telling DJ. me what the volume. Just like. at the right levels. You <laughs> <laughs> put it so low you can barely hear it. Put it yeah, up a little bit. They they need to hear you too. You this. Yeah, get up. Get up. Get up.
0: Put that up. mad different faces like Macy's to find my way and now I know that happy days are not far away if I'm strong enough I live long enough to see my
1: kids Doing something more constructive with the time bitch, I know which blew my mind when I when when I heard how you know how old he was because me I mean our parents are 50. yeah that's true and it, it puts it in perspective when you think how young he was that's young dude 50 50 is is crazy he yeah. had a lot of life that he could have lived. But, you know, there's so much here to talk about, but when you got demons the way he did, when you got drug addiction issues, when you got, you know, the problems that he just experienced in his life, it it, it, it can drive you, it can make you live several lifetimes. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just crazy. So... Just to, uh, just to give everybody, I don't know, everybody should know about it, but I always like to give just, you know, a quick... Yeah, if you've uh, been too busy counting your ush bucks this week. <laughs> quick synopsis, a quick summary of what happened. Um, Earl Simmons, as everybody knows him as DMX, uh, passed away on Friday in White Plains, New York. He was 50 years old. His family had announced the death in a statement and said he was, at li- he was on life support after suffering a catastrophic cardiac arrest earlier that week. Um, His family wrote, Earl was a warrior and fought to the very end. He loved his family with all of his heart, and we will cherish the time we spent with him. Uh, Mr. Simmons had a heart attack at his home in White Plains on April 2nd, and the days that followed, his representative said that he was on life support and in a vegetative state. Outside the hospital, family and friends gathered playing DMX songs and holding arms in the shape of an X. Um, as everybody knows, DMX music, it, it it goes across everywhere and anywhere in the world. Like Dave likes to say, you can go to um Istanbul, you can go to uh, Morocco, you can go to Turkey, and play DMX, and everybody's gonna know who he is. Um, yeah, like he's not he's not like a yeah he's not like a rapper. The dude is a is a worldwide iconic artist. Mm-hmm. Like I was telling somebody the other day. This is a, this is a guy, this is a person who go, you, basketball games in the year 3021, mm-hmm. they're going to be playing party up at the timeouts. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you and I, we, 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 you know, uh, do video games and stuff on our downtime. Mm-hmm. Call of duty Warzone You get in a car. It got DMX playing as one of the soundtracks yeah, for, the, for true. the game. That is true. In the, in the game, He was thing, in yeah. a game. Yeah. He was in them, them Def Jam fight for New Yorks and all that. <laughs> the guy's been in video games, yeah. movies, TV shows. You played a clip from, what was the movie he was in that you played the clip from? Top with 5 game? with Chris Rock. Right. And he was, and in, he was top, in the jail cell. He was in jail cell with Chris Rock. And he was telling, Chris Rock had got arrested and that was him telling him to smile. You know, there's better days than what's going on right now. He and sold clothes. <clears throat> yeah, he's... the dude did everything, yo. And and um, he went to an Albanian wedding. <laughs> just to just to, just to give people a little bit of Dmx's catalog, Dmx's background. Prolific. He sold millions of records. He was nominated for three Grammy awards and was the first musician whose first five albums reached number one on the Billboard charts. Um, he rapped with people like The Locks which you know featured Jadakiss he rapped with Method Man. he rapped with Jay Z he did tracks with Nas I mean the biggest names in hip hop is he he was able to get a track with everybody recognized and realized who he was he also had some trouble you know he he played did guilty. he ever do a song with Usher? nah I don't think their voices would match up too well nah he probably Usher tried to play them in Ushbox <laughs> he's like yo could you Cause you get on this track, I pay you twenty thousand ush bucks for a verse. (laughs) DMX probably sent three dogs to three white bulls and tuxes to go kill them. Disrespect me like that dude. (laughs) Ush bucks. Um (laughs) so after the usher bucks uh um that usher tried to give him uh dmx in 2008 pled guilty to animal cruelty and uh drug possession and theft and then in 2018 he was in he was in jail for one year for tax evasion um after that though i mean his his hits just go on and on get at me dog was one of his greatest hits uh x gonna give it to you is another one of his greatest hits he just Party Up, Rough Riders Anthem, all of these songs that, like Dave said, that you hear everywhere, uh, it's just it, it, it was all because of him and, and his struggle and his pain, and I feel like you felt that when you listened to his music, right? That's one thing that I told you before the show. I think he was the only hip-hop artist, like when you listened to him, you felt every single word, the way his voice was, the way he talked on the beat, the way he did things, you just felt everything, and it gave you that emotion, you know what I mean? You saw that struggle, you saw everything that he was going through. So I feel like him being that way and him going through everything that he did at a young age to then be one of the top hip-hop artists in the world and be one of the greatest in the world is just crazy to me, man. You know what I mean? He literally had... You know, one. I think he said like his mom and dad both like he didn't have any parents. I think he said they both like left them and he literally had to grow up in the streets and stuff like that. Or his half sister was raising him. I think his mom was like in and out. You know, she she had her own issues. (laughs) Yeah. And she would put him in like boarding school, send him away, bring him, you know, have him back for a little bit, send him away. He really just got he grew up with no real uh, direction. I think he was really close with his grandmother. Right. But I also think that was, you know, uh, and I think she had passed. And and he, yeah, he he just didn't really have a, a stable upbringing. He had a lot of turmoil. And he started his street life young. Mm-hmm. 14 years old. Like, yeah, 13, 14. He started mm-hmm. getting into it, getting mm-hmm. out there, um, doing, doing his. I think he, uh, you know, when he was young, he would like do a lot of little robberies and stuff like that just yeah. running up on people like a stick up kid yeah or he said he said in an interview that he would rob once before school once after school and then once later on that night like he he um just robbing was regular for him scheduled robberies <laughs> yeah it was like he just trying to make a way so but that's that's nuts like to grow up in that way with so much turmoil in your teenage years Mm -hmm. them teenage years are your formative years that's where you're kind of forming your sense of what the world is can you change yeah but that's those are foundational years for for a person in the way that they look at the world right so he probably grew up and and moved into adulthood looking at the world like you know I have to make a way for myself which is kind of how his career ended up being yeah his career was one where it was like I'm gonna make my own lane to your point that you made earlier like what what other artist you know was able to take such a like gruff image and make it mass consumable mm-hmm. like think about it mm-hmm. everybody felt it every single there's person there's not many artists like I know Eminem early in his career he was like I take pills and I will stab my mom in the face and all that and he made that sellable <laughs> but he's white so he had the extra uh, he literally had white privilege in it <laughs> but DMX is a black man And he made he somehow made, yo, barking at you on a track. Yeah. And saying all these crazy (laughs) things. Yeah. I'ma make you go buy it everywhere. And it's gonna play everywhere. People would literally just try to make their voice as raspy as like not clear their throats for a long time and then try to make a bark noise just to mimic dmx just to do what he was doing they said at one point dmx even had when he was growing up battle rapping he had trained his pit bull to bark on command when he was battle rapping somebody so he would be like and i have my dogs come and get you and he'll pull the pitbull's something and start growling at the dude and he'll keep rapping it was like he was really committed to this whole Like, uh, dog, you know, uh, active, uh, like just getting at people with the dog and, and making that, that pit bull, like his, his icon, like making it him. And I thought, I thought it was hilarious that when I heard that story that he was really, really into like the whole aspect enough to train his dog to do something like that. If you, if you listening to this and you're one of those people that said, oh yeah, DMX died, it's sad, but he also, uh, he also had animal abuse charges on his record and didn't take care of it. Pi- yo, respectfully suck my nuts. yo! <laughs> like, get out of here with that. I'm, t- I'm really tired of people bringing up stuff that is really subjective as far as how you look at a certain scenario. What was that? And sh- also unsubstantiated. Wasn't that story like he didn't he talk about that story? Because there was a thing that he. Uh. That and they found dead pitbull, like a pitbull or something dead. Right. And he, he had come he had come out and said that he had caretakers for his animals at a certain this is like a multi millionaire, one of the biggest stars in the world at the time. The guy had multiple properties. He said at this one property, he had a caretaker for the dogs. So the guy wasn't taking good care of the dogs. There was dog fighting that was happening. And so the dogs, through the dog fighting, sometimes they get injured to the point where they need to be put down. And that one way to get the dogs really aggressive to fight successfully in the dog fights is to not feed them as often. So somebody coming in from like an animal rights group will say that that's malnourishment. But this is the same thing when we talked about the Michael Vick stuff. It's like, from what angle are you looking at this? Because, I mean, I'm not trying to do a deep dive on animal cruelty <laughs> or whatever, but it's just nutty. Like, get get out of my face with that. <laughs> I understand this is one of your fa- like, yo, stop being greedy. This is one of your favorite artists. And I understand. Stop being greedy with my time. I don't want to see that on nobody's timeline. I don't care about your stupid feelings about pit bulls. I like pit bulls, man. Yeah. Pit bulls are cool. I guess. But like <laughs> this is a human being. A human being. <laughs> I like dogs. And he passed away. Like, come on. I like. I like. I love Clay, dude. I I don't know how you feel about art. Clay not a pit bull. <laughs> Dmx will never accept you, stupid dog. Look at him. He's all listening to you. He's all sad and stuff up, with his... clay. Nah, um, but listen, man. But now I understand what you're saying. Don't don't try to don't try to sh- uh uh throw some, pull somebody's name through the mud when they when they've just died and millions of fans. Are in mourning and his family's in mourning and pull something so selfish to say, well, oh, oh, if you don't care, keep your two cents to yourself. Don't be putting it out there. Yeah. And another thing, another thing that I did want to bring up, too, is I was I was reading a lot of people saying, oh, you know, you want to mourn a, a drug overdoser or a drug addict or a person who sold this and sold that you you if you're not going to look into the man's life and listen to what he has to say, I feel like you shouldn't have an opinion on any situation. People like to just get on and talk about a certain person and talk about somebody without doing research or without doing their homework. So to those people who want to talk about cuz we didn't we didn't discuss this. We said he had a cardiac arrest, but we didn't discuss what happened. It was an overdose at the end of the day. And he OD'd, had a cardiac arrest from it, and, you know, he didn't have any oxygen from the brain. They said for about 30 minutes before they were... Which is nuts to think about. Yeah. That you weren't getting oxygen in your brain for 30 minutes, but your body was still alive. Yeah. Yeah. And you're just suffering. And then, you know, they put him, uh, when they, when they had him in the hospital, they wanted to monitor him and see if he got brain activity to come back for a few days. So they kept him, you know, on life support to see if brain activity would increase and then they could maybe start to rehabilitate him back to health. But once they saw that brain activity wasn't happening, it was like, you know, he's too far gone. That amount of time, that 30 minutes plus without having oxygen go to your brain basically killed his brain. So he, he would have just been a vegetable. Yeah. And at that point, his family had to decide, you know, whether they wanted to keep him alive, which is crazy. Like that scenario is probably one of my top five scariest things to have to think about where my family or my loved ones are put in a position where they have to decide on my life. It's, that's just nuts. It's sad. It's very sad. And um, what I got here, Dave, is a clip. Uh, so DMX did an interview with uh, Q, with, with Tip, with, uh, uh, another famous uh, hip-hop rapper or hip-hop artist. Q-Tip? That's Talib Kweli. Uh, uh, Talib Kweli. Why, am I, why did I say Q-Tip? <laughs> I... I... I'm like, wait, what? He, he just got. They both. Uh, he just looked like him. <laughs> he told me. He looked. That guy right there looks like Talib Kweli, because <laughs> that is him. No, I, I read the name real quick, and I just. Nevertheless, um, <laughs> Talib Kweli had an interview with DMX, and um, DMX in this interview opened up about his uh, drug use, <sighs> and he said what happened was. Um, you gonna play the clip or are you gonna say I am gonna play the clip but I wanna give people like a little a little intro before I play it w- somebody that he really look up to tricked them, and this is this is the clip of DMX talking about that
2: what? Oh, oh wow wow whoa 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 okay okay shit just got real shit just got real alright So, I'm in Yonkers, you mean, and, um, you know, I just come home from being in these institutions from the age of 7 to 14, you mean, and, um, this guy, uh, Rady Ron, you mean, he was like an older brother to me, and he would rap, and I would do the beatbox. And, um... I looked up to him like 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 an older brother. You know what I'm saying? I like, I love this guy like an older brother. Cause, you know? I don't have any brothers. And um, man, I would beatbox, he would rap, and then he suggested one time. He said, you know what? Um, why don't you you know write a couple of rhymes and do a beatbox for you? You know what I'm saying? We can like trade places. I was like, okay, was like, I, I, that makes sense. And um, I remember um, I I remember went upstairs, taking a piss, <laughs> and. That's where the, my first rhyme came to me. You know what I'm saying? And, um, referring to incidents occurring in past times. When the beats in my profession. I had no rhymes with the daytime change. And so do I will. That's when i remember my journey up the MC hill. To make my first step forward. To leave behind my past. I put my future first. Everything else glass. First rhyme was unacceptable. But that's what changed by taking parts of words. But then rearranged it. was like a story. You know what I'm saying? Because that's what did like then. And um, man, this guy. This guy. Oh, this guy. And um, you know, I could tell by his response. that it was like, it was a dope rhyme. I'm like, okay, you know, so we work at it like that. But this guy, man, this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy, he introduced me to what would be the best part of my life, which would be the rap. But he also, I the of my life, is blessed with the curse. And the curse aspect of it was, um, let's say I was, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't smoke cigarettes. I didn't smoke weed. I didn't. I didn't do. I didn't do anything. I mean, I'm fourteen years old. And um, me and my man should to a robbery one night. And it was his birthday. And we came back. And we we split the money. I said, Hey, you know, take this. Go get some. Last well, year birthday. Whatever. Hmm. So we came back with a blunt rolled up. And as I'm counting the money, he likes the blunt. And I said, I I was impressed. Well, I, I don't really smoke. Get fuck out of it. And he passed the blunt around. And, um, wow. Mm. Mm. It, it, and I had the blood, and I'm like, like, I was no longer focused on the money. It, 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 I never felt like this, like, it, it just fucked me up. I'm like, the fuck? And, um, I later found out that he uh, he laced the blood with, with, with crack with mm. <laughs> my thing. You can turn it on. <laughs> Why would you do that to a child?
1: Right. Yeah, That's like, pretty hard to watch. Yeah. That was yeah so I know DMX is very animated but and it's hard sometimes to kind of get what he's saying because he's, he's, he says a lot and he he was very emotional, but for the, if you didn't understand what he was saying, basically a guy that he looked to up looked to as a brother, um, laced his blunt when he was fourteen years old. He'd never smoked weed before, laced it, and that's when his addiction began. And that's when he got addicted to drugs off of that off of that one. No, the real the real move. part that's that's heartbreaking is the fact that this is also a person that he trusted. And it was the person that introduced him to rapping. Mm-hmm so he really so it's also like mm-hmm. major trust self esteem uh, um, love issues even like if he's gonna go as far to say I love this guy which he probably did yeah of course as a young teen who didn't have much guidance this is a person who is introducing him to things you know making him feel like he's got community and the same guy introduced you to when you look at it now like this is the same guy that basically introduced you to your downfall to the thing that would eventually kill you, which is drug usage. That's crazy. Hard drug usage. That—that's nuts. Like yeah. the the guy who the guy who brought the best out of you and what brought you up the most was also the guy that brought the worst out of you and what eventually killed you. A fourteen-year-old yo. When I was fourteen, I was literally top five nuttiest people in Philadelphia. Yeah, you had big glasses. Like I was just wearing throwback jerseys all day, big, big T-shirts, B- big. And and I was just and I have round glasses and, you and were he was round. smoking crack laced blunts yeah from a dude who he looked up to after you know uh, um you know living a, a young adolescent life that was just full of turmoil to begin with and he said he didn't have no older brothers he only had an older sister and he didn't have any you know he male was crying guidance like he's, he's like sitting that. there crying to these to these interviewers yeah this is this is that was pretty tough to watch and um. I guess you wanted to show that to kind of show a summary of what tragedy could be, could exist for a person like that. And, and it, it is a tragedy, but you know, at the same time, I think a couple, there's a couple points to be made. The first is that addiction is a real thing and this country needs to stop looking at it like it's a criminal thing and look at it for what it is, which is a health issue. It's a health crisis and people who have addictions try to hide it. They try to not speak on it because There's a stigma that goes with it. And that's the first step is to try to break down the stigma of addiction so that more and more people can actually address it, acknowledge it, and then get treated for it properly. Right. In supportive environments. So instead of hiding in the corners or going to, you know, a halfway house or whatever, not a halfway house, like a a, a abandoned house or something to shoot up or people really like literally crump their lives crumble because of addiction. Mm hmm. People who have steady jobs, this, that, and the third, it's, it's just nuts. So, and this was a man who was worldwide famous and still had trouble with addiction. It's its, it's a way to self-medicate, but at the same time, it's a destructive tendency to have. So that, that addiction stuff is real, and, and that's definitely one of the lessons to take away from DMX's life is that those things need to change. And it's not something that you even want to look and blame and point the finger at one person. It's like this, the system of the way of living here in America contributed to that Mm -hmm. you know but at the same time he should not be remembered for that he shouldn't just be remembered for the struggles that he had this is a prolific person who gave so much to so many people and the way he talks about how he was influenced and da 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 think about how many millions of people he influenced in Mm -hmm. some way or another yeah how many rappers looked up to him and emulated him and wanted to be him people who are artists now yeah and um, I, how many people from his neighborhood did he give inspire, hope to because yeah. it's like, yo, if he made it out, if he made it and was able to make a life for himself, like we can do things. Maybe he influenced hundreds of thousands of people just from his neighborhood alone to live a little bit of a better life, to try for new things because of the example he set. Yeah. Don't be afraid to to try to go for something that might seem impossible. Like you're in a low point of your life, you, you get by, you live from robbing, from doing what you have to do to make ends meet, whether that's selling and stuff like that, and you decide the way you wanna get out is rap, you know what I mean, and that's the way that you wanna make your money, and it's a hard thing because everybody wants to be a rapper, everybody wants to do it, but he was at the lowest point, that a lot of people have, have not been that low, like you said, 14 years old, what was we doing, you know what I mean, I was wearing jean shorts, i had a crush on an Indian girl. She didn't even know my name. You know what I mean? That's Dave, Native American. That's that's where uh, that's where I was at. You know, Don't you say Indian. That's not politically correct. You had a you had a, a, a crush on a Spanish girl. Only like white balls. You know what I'm saying? Like, was that, she actually Indian? The girl that I like from India? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She was actually she What I said she was actually Indian. Yeah, that's what it's cool. <laughs> yeah, you just uh, passed my jokes. though. <laughs> but, um. But we were we were in a different place where we had the opportunity to, to think like that and, and move like that and, and talk like that. He he had to be an adult at 14 years old and he had to make tough decisions. The, so I know I hate when I hate the whole like make it out thing. I know that you wasn't. I just hate that that phrase and terminology like make it out the hood. Yeah, like go raps. So you can make it out. I just hate that that has to happen. That that's the thing. In the oh, yeah yeah, 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 making it out. That's, that's. I think really he was an artist at heart. This is like a super creative dude, and you've seen it like in the movies that he was in and interviews. You like you were talking about how animated he is. He seems like he was always destined for to be an artist, and he just had this wild life that kind of surrounded his artistry. Yeah, but he's an artist to come up with the rhymes that he came up with, the stories that he came up with, the persona that he built. He sees flames, and he and and on and on top of that, Dave, to capture all that and 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 sell it. Like you said, I think you said that earlier. To capture all that and sell it, and make it and make it like loved, like make it well known, make it something that everybody wanted to learn more about, or or everybody felt at a point. You know what I mean? It was just crazy to me, man, and and, and his impact will never be forgotten. And Dmx purse is in my personal top five favorite. Artists. I knew, yeah, I knew this was going to be a, a rough time for you because I know, you know, we we have our personal favorite hip hop artists, our personal favorite, you know, R and B artists, our personal favorite, whatever the case may be. He's one of your top five in general. He's he's Out in of- my personal top five, like my subjective top five. Um, and I with hip hop I'm very specific that I have like an objective one like just acknowledging hip hop in general and the greats and stuff yeah. and the greats and sales and blah blah, blah 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 but in my personal top five he's there because to me he's the top of the mountain when it comes to uh, uniqueness from an artist right, right like he represents to me what it means to be Unique and then make it to the upper echelons of rap and that's what I love most about DMX right that's why he's always been one of my top five because it's like who else is like him not nobody no not a person in this world not a per. not any artist ever and, th- and that was that's why he's in my top five I posted this on um social media but I got to see him perform in 2019 after he got out of jail I think he did a year for that tax evasion tax yep. you mentioned earlier Mm-hmm and um, that was one of the best experiences that I ever had. Did like, you, his energy was tough. He came out. Did you scream? Energy was on a beam. Huh? Did you scream? Like, was you a part of the crowd? I'm like, we love you, X. <laughs> 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 how I was many, just barking as soon as many, I walked in the door. How many dog barks did you Yo, do? he really made it cool to bark. Like, <laughs> amazing. People just be in their cars barking. <laughs> And God, it's not seen as weird. I ain't gonna hold you. I gotta say this quick funny story now that you say that. I was I was uh Saturday, I had hung out with some friends. We went to go get lunch and we had went back to one of my friends' apartment just to like hang out. And as I'm walking to their apart to his apartment, this white girl, like the whitest girl you could think of, was just blasting um DNA's <laughs> barking in her car. I was cracking. She was barking? <laughs> exactly. But it was on a part where, like, he barked, and I was just looking at her like, you, you chihuahua. <laughs> like, what kind of dog you are? <laughs> yeah. She can't be a... And don't don't, she don't let, let nobody fool you. His music transcended race. Everywhere, man. Gender. Uh, He's known in multiple countries. Yeah. The the guy's an icon. He needs to be respected as such. But yet, yeah, I got to see him perform, and that was one of the best experiences ever. And I always... <laughs> I always... <laughs> I always said this. Why are you laughing? Best experience. Dude, the experience was one of the best. <laughs> it was one of the best experiences. I'm telling you. This boy had a whole experience. It was. It was an experience. He At one point, he got up on a speaker. And hey, what'd he do? Barked. <laughs> he played all his hits, yo. DMX is tough. He prayed for us. He prayed for you? He prayed for me. What'd he say? I forget. It was a lot. (laughs) Wow. How could you forget? But that's DMX, man. Um, What I was going to say is um, Uh the last thing I want to say is it's sad that he's gone, but I do think that he probably probably continued to experience a lot of pain through his life. And from all accounts, like when I see all the stuff that has come out since... He's passed. It looks like he lived a really full life. Like the dude had. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm sure he's been to almost probably every country in the world. He's met random people. I saw people tweeting about how they met DMX on an airplane or at some store or something. Or he came to somebody's school. Mm -hmm. Like I said, there's videos of him going uh, crashing people's weddings or being in the studio with random artists. I saw Carl Anthony Towns posted one time they were hanging out at like some music festival. He got to hang out with him. He hang with athletes, musical artists, mm-hmm. singers, dancers. Mm-hmm. Like he lived a full life, and I'm sure that what, what was it? I think one of the one of the coolest things was that um, that interview he did re- with Drink Tramps and Nori recently. Yeah, where he told them like, if I died today, I would say that I lived a good life. So yeah, I think he, there was a certain inner peace he had, and it's sad for all of us that are still here. But for him, he probably feels like, you know. Yeah, maybe there's some peace there. There, there definitely is, and I, and like you said, I've seen people post that he was mopping floors at Waffle House and he was uh, cooking cooking omelets at a IHOP. <laughs> like he just wanted to do everything that he could possibly do in his time here, and 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 like you said, Dave, within his 50 years, not only did he give back to us, did he give back to his fans? Did he did he motivate and inspire people? But he gave us amazing music that just took you to a place that just that that let you live in that moment. And I think this is the perfect way to 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 remember DMX to 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 celebrate his life, to celebrate what he's done for all, every single one of us who, you know, got a chance to really listen to his music and and hear his story. I think what we got to get into is our top 5 today, Dave, and we're going to do this one together. We discussed it before the before the show. We want to do it together because we both are big fans of his. Dave is a bigger fan than me. I will admit that, but we are both huge fans of DMX, and we want to we want to come together on, on 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 this episode because we we can't we can't fight this episode. We got to celebrate DMX. We got to celebrate what he's done. So with that being said, this week's top five is top five DMX verses of all time. Whether that be his own songs, whether that be guest verses, but we're gonna do top five DMX verses of all time. No debate, just us enjoying his music. So off rip, to start off this top five, to, to, to introduce this top five, we're gonna go right into intro coming off of the is Dark and Hell is Hot album. This was his first album, right, Dave? That yep. he that he came out with. This a was Absolute his, fuego album. Absolute fire album. Instantly shot to number one. Yeah. DMX, again, <laughs> We D- Dave and I discussed this. This album shot to number one. Later on that year, he released another album and that album shot to number one. And so he had the number one and number two album of that year. I think... I forgot what year it was. It was in the 90s, though. But... This song right here, you might if you're a big boxing fan, you might have heard it in one from Mike Tyson's intro music that he, you know, walked out to the ring and And here it is intro. And here it is intro. <laughs> well man, I gotta spice it up. How much up. more you gonna intro, to I, intro. Ga- I gotta spice it up a little bit, man. I gotta spice it up a little bit. Nah, let's get into it though. Just don't listen. I must
0: be hard headed. I'm yeah. and start a riot, Niggas Regardless Because I'm the hardest Rap artist And I'm shit starter For real Get up and feel My words I make curves Spit up and square It's all I've been hearing lately Niggas hate me When I duct tape Me and make me Put their brains on the wall When I crawl Too late When a 911 call Niggas stay beefy But a lot of them bluff But not need Cause I'm a nigga That can get out of them cuffs uh-huh. I think a lot of them tough That's just the fun it's When I hit them niggas like What you want the battle turns into a hunt With the dog right behind Chasing them down We all knew that you a pussy uh, But I'm tasting it now And never give a dog blood. If oh, you love, I have a dog Like oh, blood. whatever fight, All up in your cup Give it to me all like that And ain't no love I do them all like that Fall right, right. up in the back Clack, 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 clack Close line, baby, you're sober Forget it uh, Happens in front of your building But nobody knows who did it With my dogs are right? so my dogs
1: I'm about to do twenty up downs right now man that's that's a workout classic If you at the gym right now, I bet you doing i bet you flying in the air right now, you're doing ten box jumps right now on the longest box in the gym with twenty pound dumbbells on your neck. Why is that one of your favorite verses? Because the first off, the beat, right? You start off with the beat. It starts off so quiet, so innocent. So you don't know what's going to happen. Then the beat turns up a little bit. And then it turns up a little bit more. And then you're listening to the full beat. And you're like, yo, what is going on? And to think about it, this was his first song on his first album. So this was the intro was the intro to DMX, to who he was as an artist, who he was going to be. This is the first track you hear. And it's just this fire, like... Come on, man! DMX was just crazy. You felt that? I, 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 I t- they. I want to do twenty pushups right now, man. Pushups with no hands, all feet work. Yeah, for me, that that's um that's a, that's a top five verse that I agree with you on. Um, because I think, and I'm gonna say this again in in a in, on another track here, but in general, DMX's flow was underrated. Mm -hmm. like he actually did have several different flows and I think what I like about that track the most is he comes into a beat that's real bouncy and like flowy and he flows on it really really good and it's got that like you said it's just got that sound that's real dope so Mm -hmm. but for me what I like about that verse is just the flow Mm. I can respect that DMX even though he had like this really rough voice and his tone and all that, he also had like a musicality to the way that he wrote and did his lyrics. Right. The way he actually performed them. Like the sing song in it. It's almost like ODB. Mm-hmm. Yeah. hmm you Yeah. Know, I would agree with Wanna that. Wanna duct tape me and rape me. <laughs> he sang that. Why was that? Wanna duct tape me and rape me. <laughs> he like kind of sang it. Why was that your lyrics that you pulled out of the Put their brains on the wall when I crawl. <laughs> Too late? Like that's, that's, that's tough. Wanna duct tape me and rape me <laughs> If you could sing that In like a sing-songy rough voice You the greatest What's next? You introduced the next song man All I right. the first uh, one. What's the next one? Uh, oh, you know what it is already man oh, Alright so uh, you know Listen You ever been greedy? Yeah, never So this song came out He had this album Then he had another album Then he had another album And this was on that first album and it's a song. It's about four minutes and nine seconds long. That's not even um, the, the, the length. <laughs> uh, and uh, it was a track on one of his albums. And um, man, you trash have you this. ever been greedy, <laughs> y'all? Listen, and you need to stop that. This song, this song right here. I'm trying to intro it like you do. That no, is, you corny. Cause you gotta, talking over. You it. gotta hype it up. If you're a big DMX fan, and you 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 get happy when you hear his music. Man, you being corny right now and and sharp tooth Like I need you to do better with yourself, man. What is tooth <laughs> <laughs> You better stop being greedy with the dumb words. <laughs> this song is on the same album as his intro song just to show you how great of an album this was this is stop being greedy just listen to it
0: I strike out at whatever. Don't uh, just think pummies gon' get it, but never uh, will I kill I? I think death is wrong. So I'ma keep holding on to what's left is gone. You can put that on, my nigga bull. These other rap cats will give a nigga room, But if it costs for me to force my way in the door, uh, huntin' motherfuckers, so stay on the floor, far four, four, is what I get sick with. Uh, four more, now all this is liquid. Uh, See, I've been eating long enough now. stop being greedy. Let's keep it real, but gifted and eat.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> 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 Yo, DMX Dave was the king, and I think I don't know if I that that this was my first time hearing it like back in the day, but of the two voices, you know what I mean, like coming with the softer voice and coming with the the more that I, was revo- that was revolutionary. Was that him that started that off? Yes, because it, it just that's him. The beat two different voices. The beat then changes to match his like it's like the good angel and the bad angel. You know what I mean, like. He's just, dude, this uh, was in 90, 98 he was doing this. Like, conceptually, that's fire to do two voices talking to each other. One with a high-pitched voice, one with that gruff, dark voice. Like you said, the beat changed with it. Just that concept, mm-hmm. to come up with that is... Dude. And again, the flow, underrated. Jesus, DMX. DMX. <laughs> Man, the rest, flow he's flowing in that beat that beat is like you know you gotta keep up with that beat yeah rest in peace man and the, the musicality the sing song the beat changes but if it calls for me to follow my the beat but changes but if it calls for me to follow my <laughs> but if it calls for me to follow my <laughs> when <laughs> I duct tape me and rape me <laughs> 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 I'm telling you man DMX makes box jump music like every time I hear his music I just want to box yeah, he's jump he's definitely like he's, he he's in the gym. one of the top artists to get you I heard up. I heard DMX I heard honey. I heard DMX speaks three languages Nigerian American and fax <laughs> no one's gonna get that joke dude except me you ever speak facts, day <laughs> come on man what's number three Want me to do the intro again? No, nah, no, nah, you you done. I'm gonna just Number three is a song <laughs> that derived from an album. So number coming in at number three, it's off the same album as the other two songs that we just played. This was a this album right Yo, here it's by dark and hell is Hot. It's dark and hell where, is hot. Where, is this like a top five album? Ever, not album, in the history of ever. Not I'm not gonna say ever. I'm gonna say hip hop. I you could pro I could I could take that argument. I think that's a great argument that this album is just. <laughs> We're gonna have to eventually do that top five one day. Fuego, like top five albums. That, that's it. tough. Yeah. This this is this is crazy though. Wanna duct tape me and rape me? <laughs> this album wanna duct tape me and rate me, dude. <laughs> this album is crazy. I'm not even gonna lie to y'all. Uh Stop being greedy. Intro. And then a song, this is the song that I told you that I was talking about earlier that the I was the white girl was playing in her car real loud, barking and all that. Mm-hmm. This is Get At Me Dog. DMX featuring Trans Chic. Yeah. I'm right here, dog. Where my dog's at? We right here, dog. Where my dog's
0: at? I'm right here, dog. What must I go to? You. Shit is real And I ain't really never gave a fuck how niggas feel. Rob and I steal cuz I want to, cuz I have to And don't make me show you what the Mac moment. you don't know by now then you slip I'm on some bullshit that's got me jackin' niggas flippin' Got my man in there Stay pretty But I'm gonna stay shitty Cruddy It's all for the money Cause you with me? Get the bitches now, I'll commit the crime but when it's on we transform like Optimus Prime I'll form the head Roll out Let's make it happen we ain't gon' get it with them. We'll take it. Dussin' yeah. off. Dussin' off. It's yeah. the softest niggas. Money with the biggest mouth. Well, let's off this nigga. Come on. This nigga. never made a sound. Read too fucking hard and he getting not bust yeah. down. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, niggas wanna be killers. Get, yeah. yeah, get at me, dog. Yeah, niggas, want me, dog. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah,
2: niggas wanna kill
0: us. Get at me, dawg. <laughs> yeah, niggas wanna real. Get at me,
1: dog. With the dirt. Yeah, niggas wanna be killers. Get at me, dog. the white girl was barking right there. the white girl was barking You know... So what I like about this song right here and this verse is it's it's an example. of some. I, actually, I'll just say this is a blanket statement because I keep saying it. So I'm going to sound like a broken record. Go ahead. But I do think that DMX is underrated. That's why I keep saying that he's in my top five. Because another thing about him that is truly understated is how much of a traditionalist he is when it comes to his own writing and rapping. Mm-hmm. Right? Like when you think of rappers, what you think of making metaphors, right? Right? But with DMX, you almost don't tell because it's like it's his attitude that comes across more than anything. But in that verse uh when he does the whole Transformers metaphor. What's the what's the line again? Um uh dang, we heard this a few uh, times before the episode. He uh um Dang, why am I blanking on it? Yes. We just listen to it. Go back. You fold it. It's right it. there. <laughs> why you fold it like that, Dave? Oh, because when it's on, I transform like Optimus Prime. I'll form the head. Roll out. Let's make it happen. Mm. Like mm. that Transformers metaphor. I'll form the head. Roll out. Let's make it happen. Well, Stop. Optimus Prime say roll out. Yeah. Roll out. I can't do Optimus Prime. Because you, you're a big Optimus Prime fan, so you know everything he said. Roll out. We love you, Prime. Dave went to an Optimus Prime concert. <laughs> it was the greatest experience in my life. He, he went in as a... It cost me 25 US bucks. He, he went in as a, a, a Hellcat. <laughs> a 2021 Dodge College of Hellcat. <laughs> That's what he went dressed as. I was dressed like a Kia Optimus. trying to be a transformer, know. But DMX writing wise just lyrical ability wise underrated you don't even it's understated you don't even realize it that he has that he has those talents that you would typically expect from most good hip hop if anybody has any anything to disagree with you with or anything that they don't that they don't like what you're saying these number two and number one song right here that we're about to play you is gonna shut everything down about how you look at dmx as an artist people usually think of him as just a hype up man a guy who gets in there you know just has his voice has his cadence has the words has the dog barking and all that let me let me let me introduce y'all for those who don't know let me introduce y'all to this other side of DMX that Dave is talking about, that he's preaching about. These next two songs that we're gonna play are features. They're not original DMX songs, so I'm gonna start off with number two. This is off of LL Cool J's album called Phenomenon or something like that. Phenomenon, Phenomenon, um, Phenon, um, whatever the case may be. It's four, three, two, one. I'm gonna play the the intro beat and then I'm gonna skip to DMX because this is how he comes in on this song. Check this out.
0: Yeah. Hey, y'all I'm
2: it y'all.
0: Hey yo.
1: Six, seven, plays the high. Try to sound like Kevin. Uh-huh. Seven, six, five, forty, three, two, one. All right, so y'all, y'all get the beat. Y'all see how the beat's coming in. Let me, let me introduce y'all to DMX in this song. Sun is down, it, oh, oh whoa, 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 whoa. Check this out.
0: Anybody who ain't close enough to shit on i I'm already doing a hundred when I'm plunnin', and I give it to any nigga that wants.
1: Yeah. As
0: yeah. if I catch you when the sun is down, run it clown, come up off that, I'm gon' gun it down, when it down. However it's storm go, it's gonna be that See that? That shit'll finish you, dawg Believe that, where we at? Do you value your life as much as your possessions? Don't be a stupid nigga, learn a lesson I'm gonna get you either way, and it's better to live Let me get what's in your sock, cause it's better to give To receive, believe what I say When I tell you, don't make me put you somewhere Where nobody can smell you And when the lights is out, they don't come back on But ain't a flick, you going gon' come back on You that strong, knew what I'm wrong But you asked for it, baby, use a big nigga scheme mask for it, baby, so I you up on front you. sweet. Want heat, want deep, More hey, sweet.
1: Oh, one
0: deep,
1: oh, oh, my God. Just a master, so flawless. There was no flaws in that. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what flawless means, Dave? <laughs> it means, like, if there was flaws, there was none in that. Oh my god, dude Stay out the dark Cause if I catch you When the sun is down Run it, clown Come up off that I'm gonna gun it down Come on, man Like This is this what I be talking about Like Box jumps Let's go <laughs> Don't make me put you somewhere Where nobody is smell you Just imagine that Like you trying to You can't You're not using your eyes To find somebody I wanna be smelled You're using your nose <laughs> I want to be smelled. Like don't he's put me where nobody can smell me. <laughs> he's saying that like they can't see you, they can't hear you. The only thing that they can use is they sense the smell, and they he's can't gonna, even do gonna that. He's going to bury you so deep in the ground, you can't even be smelled, dude. <laughs> Whoever smells it, don't. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. <laughs> That's wild. He said, when the lights is out, they don't come back on. This ain't a flick. You ain't going to come back on. He ran back on a movie. He ran back on with back on. (laughs) Then he said, You asked for it, baby. Remember singing? (laughs) Don't take me and rape (laughs) me. You asked for it, (laughs) baby. Ski, mask, it baby? Oh my god Come on, man. The swag. That's number one. What you. you Come on, man. I believe in three things. Do you want int- to? Are you going to do a good job? Have you ever had money? <laughs> Did you like power? <laughs> you need respect. <laughs> <laughs> this was a song that came out after other songs and before some other songs. Y'all coming in the number one. Dmx came on a song with Little Kim and the Locks. The Locks. Obviously, were hot at this time. Lil Kim, Lil Kim was even pro- Little. Lil Kim was probably even hotter at this time. You know, being one of the first female rappers to really blow up like that. She was hot. Yeah, she was a she was a hot piece. Yeah. And DMX just came in on this song, and you just forgot what everybody else said. That's how much. That's how bad he fried this. This is. This is. And I told Dave before the show, and I'll say it right now. This is not only one of my favorite DMX. No, my favorite DMX verse. But this is also a top five verse or a top ten verse of all time in hip hop, just in general. Like this is up there. And again, if you're working out right now, if you're doing a a a, a, um, a cross country run, if you're doing box jumps. Grab a 20 pound because this is going to get you in that zone. This is money, power, respect. who made this beat but whatever they were they they had like two beakers in the booth i'm skipping the dmx beat right now i'm skipping to dmx here we go here we go
0: Right. this is a beat that i can freak just drop the rails bless a nigga with the l y'all niggas know my skill x from the grill Get up, split em up, wet em up, and watch em come, get em up, shut them up, when you do dirt, you get dirt, bitch I make your shit hurt, step back like I did work, save no fucking game, you think I'm playing, till you lame, to wear the the junkyard, to can, Lines at home coming home, but you not. you sitting up in the trunk, starting to rap. And the hell is hot, because I'm here now, baby. It's going down, baby. Beat the full crown, baby. And let off up in a nigga. Especially if he think he bigger. Get my motherfucking trigger. Did I? Can I get my? Is it gone? DMX the one time.
1: The Box jumps. Now. Come on. Come on, y'all. What? they want to duct tape me and rape me are you kidding me how many this is a beat that i could freak first off you you forget that he actually freaked it <laughs> he barked twice but before... that's how i knew dave he usually barked in the middle of the song or at the end he barked. he barked in the in the beginning yeah no that's that's a good point <laughs> He, he indicated He indicated barking He was, he was telling us <laughs> He wanted you to know What was about anything, to happen Like think about other Other parts of your life Where that That happens If somebody barks Prior to doing anything You should know that Whatever they about to do Is <laughs> gonna be the best thing You ever seen. Cause no one should have Enough swag to bark Prior to doing something that's crazy. Like, what if mom was making um, dinner, and she just went, before she even started putting the pot, she went, arr, arr. I'm be with my fork and my knife I'm at the like, table. like, what is mom about to get into? Put a napkin on my chin in the shirt. What you about to get into? <laughs> That's why, yo, and Raven's barking upstairs, she even, she, the ghost of DMX has came into this house and made our dogs bark. That's crazy, like. I just I when I hear that verse and I tell you this much, I really I truly want to say you think I'm playing to- till you land somewhere in a junkyard decaying. Mom's at home praying, think you coming home, but you not. What you doing? You sitting up in a trunk, starting to rot, but you can't smell. It. You can't smell them. No. Right, you still can't smell. You lost that sense. I I want to rob Dave. I want the experience of robbing somebody, dude. That's when I hit he- when I hear that ski mask up. And rob time. That's how I feel. Come on, man. Cut. DMX, man. Long live DMX, man. Rest in rest in peace, King. Rest in power. Where's his flowers at, Dave? Where's his flowers at? What you mean? <laughs> you ain't give DMX his flowers while he was here? I did. I was at the the best experience of my life at the concert. <laughs> you dude. threw a bouquet at his feet. <laughs> we love you, X. Uh, uh, you know rest in peace to DMX Jesus, one of my man. favorite artists one of the greatest of all time I'll, I'll say this as like a final thought mm-hmm. the mark of greatness is when you build something that can live on past you and I promise you I'm telling you like DMX's music is gonna be played in the year 6000 DMX music is gonna be on some iPod that's sitting in a in a pile of rubble after the world explodes on itself Mm-hmm after we done ruined it as human beings with our pollution and overpopulation and everything, DMX's music is going to be something that's carried on forever and ever. Like, literally, it's going to live forever. He's got to... They got to put that first album, uh, um, It's Dark and Hell is Hot, they got to put that in the Smithsonian, right? Like, it's only right. I feel like you got to put it in a... It got to be in some museum. Yeah. It's, it's It's a work of art. It's an American work of art. But rest a piece of DMX... Um for any for every, for the listeners who actually listened all the way to the end of this episode where we spent half of it talking about <laughs> our love for DMX we appreciate you of course um rest in peace to DMX big big rest in peace to DMX and Let's go, Dev. Take me some. Take me out on something nice. Bro. Um, I got you, man. I got you. Before we before we end the show off, we always got to give out. Um, you know the the Instagram and stuff. Follow us on on Instagram Cruise Control Pod Cruise underscore Control Pod. Follow Dave Dave cruz two six seven. Follow me Dev Fu. If you don't have an Instagram, follow us on Facebook Dev Cruz and Dave Cruz. Thank you guys, like Dave said, for listening all the way in the MX rest in peace man thank you for bringing so much great music to the world and giving everybody something to listen to and to remember um I don't know Dave what you want to go off on on some hypeness you want to keep it you want to keep the hype train going want to keep keep it that way that DMX would have always got it out I think I think this is a good way to end it off right here what you thinking this right here yes (laughs) this episode 33 of the cruise control thank you guys for listening in. we love you guys rest in peace DMX
0: Until you coward, then it's gonna be quick. I know you made up in the. Ch-